4: This morning national emergency, the Prime Minister declares disaster as he heads to Queensland, upping relief payments. Shane Warne's final journey, his body heading home after a delay, plus more details on the MCG memorial. Ukraine rocked by tragedy, women and children feared dead in an attack on a hospital. Thousands more troops, the federal government spends big on defence. And the NRL season begins, the reigning premiers take on Manly.
1: This is Seven News with Jodie Spears.
4: Good morning. Scott Morrison will tour Queensland's worst disaster zones today after declaring the flooding across two states an unprecedented national emergency. The Prime Minister received a frosty reception from locals in northern New South Wales, saying it's come a
2: little too late. Free from COVID, the Prime Minister finally got the chance to visit flood-ravaged Lismore, declaring a national emergency so more funds could be released to help victims.
0: There is no flood event that has occurred in this
1: part of Australia like this in anyone's living or recorded
3: memory.
2: Residents wanting to confront him were kept well away. It's, what, seven days in, eight days in, nine days in.
1: We need help! We need help!
2: The PM driving past on his way to a briefing. Did we expect Scott Morrison to come out and talk to us? Probably not. <laughs> He's a coward. I think we just want to be
4: able to think that we have a relationship with our government, but right now it doesn't seem so.
2: A more tightly controlled visit after angry scenes during his Black Summer bushfires tour two years ago.
1: Nah, you're an idiot, mate.
2: Local reporters unleashing. last Prime
1: Minister, last Prime Minister
3: us, said we no, let's, let's, let's just do this civilly.
2: Lismore, Richmond Valley and Clarence Valley declared catastrophe zones as additional support was announced.
3: The National Recovery and Resilience Agency will be assessing um, whether that would be extended to any other council areas
1: in this what we call this high impact zone.
2: Measures including two more weekly disaster payments for people in the worst-hit council areas, a $10 million mental health package for school kids in the Northern Rivers and $25 million for emergency and food relief and financial counselling.
1: I don't think any amount of support was ever going to be enough and so every federal government would always be apologetic.
2: Jacinta Lee,
4: 7 News. The death toll continues to rise after the body of a missing truck driver was recovered from floodwaters in Sydney's southwest. Shia Bin Lu's truck was found submerged, and his body discovered nearby. As residents come to grips with the effects of the devastating deluge, there was some reprieve. Blue skies and sunshine—a welcome sight for Sydney siders after 16 days of near constant rain. Flood warnings remain in place along the Hawkesbury River, which is at its highest level in 40 years. Women and children are feared dead after a Russian airstrike destroyed a maternity hospital in the Ukrainian city of Maripol. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky shared harrowing video of the aftermath of the bombing, branding the attack an atrocity. He claims children have been buried under the rubble. This latest attack came after Russia agreed to a new 12-hour ceasefire to allow civilians to escape the worst affected areas in Ukraine. Meanwhile, the former New plant at Chernobyl has reportedly lost its power supply following its seizure by Russian troops. There are fears the outage could put systems for cooling nuclear material at risk. Shane Warne's body is expected to arrive home in Melbourne today after a delay. The Victorian Premier has revealed there'll be no crowd limit at the Cricket Legends memorial service, but the details are still being worked through.
5: It's understood there were minor difficulties getting Shane Warne's body from Koh Samui in Bangkok. He's now due to get here tonight on a charter flight paid for privately. That flight taking off from a Bangkok airport at 8am local time. Only then can plans for memorials be confirmed. The Premier says there will be no crowd limit. The details still being discussed with the Warne family.
0: His brother, his mum, his dad... His uh, kids uh, to make sure that their wishes are absolutely reflected in the celebration of his life that will occur soon.
1: Shane, come on into our band, man. Come on, man.
5: There are big names who want to come but might struggle to make it. Ed Sheeran and Coldplay's Chris Martin. Thank you so much, Shane. Friends of Shane Warne, but they're on tour. Ed Sheeran in London. Coldplay is in Mexico. Elton John dedicating his recent show in the US to Warnie. The Australian cricket team isn't due back from Pakistan until April, another consideration for dates. There's also the federal budget on March 29 and the AFL season.
1: Oh, now Ryan Maloney's come off!
5: Shane Warn's horse raced at Ipswich yesterday afternoon. It was favourite to win, but seconds in, the jockey was thrown off. It's just... Another turn in a week of shock, Shane Warne News. Gina Trahan, Seven News.
4: The Morrison government is set to announce a multi-billion dollar boost to our defence force in the lead up to the election. Let's go live now to political reporter Taylor Aiken in
0: Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. This is going to
4: create thousands of jobs.
0: It certainly will, Jody. good morning, boosting jobs by 30%, pushing the total workforce of the Australian Defence Force to over 100,000 by 2040. Prime Minister Scott Morrison is set to announce later today that a growing uncertain world has led to this decision, which will enhance Australia's warfighting capabilities. Under this expansion, there will also be a new regiment dedicated to information warfare as cyber attacks on critical infrastructure only increase. The Morrison government continuing to focus on national security as a cornerstone of their election campaign as the war in Ukraine continues and the growing influence of China within the Indo-Pacific only ramps up. Jody.
4: OK, Taylor Akin, thank you. We're being urged to use mozzie spray to avoid getting bitten after a man in his 70s died from Japanese encephalitis in New South Wales. It's Australia's second death from the mosquito-borne illness and infections have been reported across four states. Experts say receding flood water makes for perfect conditions for mosquitoes to breed and more than 99% of the disease's carriers exhibit no symptoms. A teacher at one of Sydney's top private schools has been charged over his alleged role in an online child abuse ring. It's understood the 36-year-old was stood down from the high school in Queen's Park after Australian Federal Police raided his home yesterday. He's accused of possessing and sharing child abuse material on two mobile phones and a laptop seized from his home. South Australians will soon find out which COVID restrictions are being ditched with a committee meeting to decide on a way forward today. A surge in cases has authorities on edge. More than 2,500 new infections were recorded yesterday and another three deaths. The AMA says festival crowds are largely to blame. New isolation rules are coming into effect in WA to reduce the number of close contacts stuck at home. Employees in key industries like transport, food supply and aged care will be able to go to work if they're a close contact but have no symptoms. The same is true for school children. The Premier hasn't locked in a date for when other restrictions will ease. A security camera has captured two firebugs coming a little too close to their arson job on the Gold Coast. Madly running off, one of them trips, sending the other flying face-first onto the road at a gated community in Narang. Their final fumble not covering their faces. Police are banking on this video leading to their arrests. A blunder which saw more than a thousand Victorian police officers incorrectly sworn in could see the cases of hundreds of accused criminals thrown out. News Corp is reporting a man accused of theft, weapons and drug offences has already been released from jail this week after arguing charges against him were invalid. The debacle has been put down to an administrative error. The family of cricket great Rod Marsh has been offered a state memorial service in WA in his honour. If they accept, an on-field commemoration is likely to be held at the Wacker Ground to give fans a chance to say one last goodbye. The former star wicketkeeper passed away last Friday, days after suffering a heart attack. He'll be laid to rest in Adelaide, where he'd been living in recent times. Workers are on a collision course with their bosses over demands to return to the office. Two out of five employees still regularly work from home but could soon be forced back to their desks.
0: This is the new normal. Half-empty offices with just a handful of workers. No-one has come back nine to five at this point. At food manufacturer Carmens, all 52 employees now have flexible working arrangements. We bring everyone in on a Tuesday, so we spend some time together, make sure we have that employee connection. And then outside that, everyone really is making their own decisions. But some companies are taking a harder stance, insisting their workers come back to the office full time. We've been inundated uh, with callers. One in five are actually calling about concerns of returning to the workplace. Employees are saving money on childcare and transport costs. They don't miss commuting and with that extra time they're exercising more and enjoying a better work-life balance. But legally they can be forced to go back. Employers um, are entitled to uh, request reasonably and lawfully that workers return to the workplace and failure to do so may in fact result in dismissal so employees need to be aware of that. The latest data suggests 40% of employed people now regularly work from home. The clustering of office days around the middle of the week has become a worldwide phenomenon with those workers now known as twats for only going into the office Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays. It would be such a shame to see us go back to this nine-to-five stuck-at-a-desk. Employers are urged to work with their staff on mutually acceptable hybrid arrangements. Jackie Quest, 7 News.
4: Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is up by more than 2% this morning. The Nasdaq is also higher. In London, the FTSE added and Germany's DAX gained almost 8%. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed lower. Hong Kong's Hang Seng fell. The All Lords finished the day higher, as did the ASX 200, up 72 points. On the commodities market gold is trading at 2006 US dollars an ounce, oil is 117 US dollars a barrel the Aussie dollar buying 73.23 US cents, 84.83 Japanese yen and dollar6 New Zealand. America's decision to ban Russian oil imports has had an immediate impact. Gas prices in the US at a record high. We'll go live now to US correspondent Tim Lester. Good morning, Tim. Drivers were warned to expect pain at the pump.
1: Morning, Jody. By the President himself yesterday visiting Texas, uh, reporters asked Joe Biden where he expected gas prices, as they know fuel prices here to go, and he raised his finger towards the sky. He had no doubt. And this morning, American motorists are looking at a new record average price of $4.25 US a gallon. If you uh, translate that to Australian, roughly AUD, you're looking at $1.52 a litre. So Australians still generally paying a good bit more for fuel. But that's been the case historically. The US, of course, announcing yesterday that it will ban imports of Russian energy. It takes about 10 percent of Russia's uh, exported oil. So that is a significant setback for the Kremlin. This on a day where US politicians in the House of Representatives in Washington will consider a giant 1.5 trillion US dollar spending bill. And under that banner is about 13.6 billion US dollars earmarked to assist Ukraine, about half of it humanitarian and about half of it defence spending. Jody?
4: OK, Tim Lester in the US, thank you. Pfizer has started a clinical trial of its COVID antiviral pill in children as young as six. The pill, called Paxlovid, has already been authorised for people aged 12 and older. Data from Pfizer's trial in adults found the pill to be 89% effective at preventing hospitalisation or death from COVID. So, Ernest Shackleton's ship, Endurance, lost more than a century ago, has been found in the icy waters of Antarctica. The 3 masted sailing ship disappeared in 1915. Crushed by ice, it sank during the polar explorer's failed attempt to make the first land crossing of Antarctica. Video shows it's in remarkably good condition, with its name clearly visible on the stern. To sport now and the AFL season could be expanded to 24 rounds according to CEO Gillen McLaughlin. The AFL-W season is also set to get a shake-up. It will now start in August in the bye before the men's competition's finals. Richmond captain Dylan Grimes is unlikely to face Carlton in round one after thumb surgery on Sunday. The season kicks off next Wednesday with a grand final rematch between Melbourne and the Bulldogs live on 7. The Panthers and Sea Eagles kick off the NRL season tonight in Penrith. New Sharks coach Craig Fitzgibbon will miss out on round one against the Raiders tomorrow after contracting COVID. Storm co-captain Jesse Bromwich will also miss their clash with the Tigers on Saturday in Sydney due to COVID protocols. Titans 5'8", AJ Brimson, is racing the clock to be fit to face the Eels as he battles a mystery soreness. Melbourne City returned to the top of the A-League table after coming from behind to beat MacArthur 3-1. City are only above second-placed Western United on goal difference, with the two sides to face off on Saturday. Despite having spent the whole season in Australia, Wellington are pushing for the finals after a five-goal thriller against Newcastle. The Phoenix left it to the 88th minute to steal the 3-2 win and jump into the top six. That
1: is a massive goal in the context of Wellington Phoenix's season.
4: Melbourne victory and the Central Coast drew one all. Aussie Sam Tate is chasing redemption at the Beijing Winter Paralympics. In the dangerous sport of sit skiing, the smallest mistake can ruin everything. That's what happened to Tate in his first two events, the Downhill and Super G.
3: That'll haunt me for the next four years. 100%. I will never forget that turn all this course.
4: Tate had another fall in training preparing for today's giant slalom. The Winter Paralympics are live on 7 Plus. Taking a look at the weather around the country now. A shower or two in Brisbane today, heading for a top of 28 degrees. Partly cloudy, 23 the top in Sydney. Partly cloudy in Canberra, 22. Partly cloudy also in Melbourne, heading for 21. Hobart, a possible shower with a top of 20 degrees. Mostly sunny in Adelaide today, 26. Mostly sunny, 37 degrees in Perth. And a shower or two and a possible storm, 33 in Darwin. And that's seven early news for this Thursday the 10th of March.